Hi guys, before we start today's episode, I just want to announce that my burnout survival guides are now live on my website. It's a pocket journal for empaths, people pleasers and perfectionists and it's full of tips, exercises and journal prompts for surviving, preventing and recovering from burnout. I am so excited to be working on something that I genuinely feel so passionate about and I really hope that it will help someone in their time of need. If you're interested, you can check it out on my website on www.sabalo, which is spelled S-A-B-H-A-L-O.com. And I'm also uh, selling mental maintenance boxes uh, with the journal included, which will have uh, lovely self-care items like Palo Santo bouquets, Indian incense, and a lovely rose and vetiver roll-on essential oil. One pound of each box purchased will be donated to a therapy fund for LGBTQIA folks and to support women escaping domestic abuse. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. The Burnout Brigade is a podcast that explores the challenges of burnout and how to prevent it. It is hosted by me, Bob and Briar, a recovering people pleaser and someone that has quite a great deal of experience burning out herself. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's guest is Kendall Platt of Adventures of Flowers. So I've actually met Kendall last year at Janet Murray's uh, online Christmas market And she doesn't know this, but her content and her message had a really lasting impact on me. Kendall is a mindful gardening coach and she helps women to find the time and headspace to get into gardening. So last year I ordered one of her uh, Mind in Bloom subscription boxes, which arrived in uh, January, which was at the peak of my burnout. And I was so frazzled and unhappy. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to make some time. So I planted these little broad beans. That's what what, uh, got sent to me. And I found such peace and fulfillment watching those little green leaves pop out of the soil like little aliens. And um, the way that Kendall shows up online for women, it's really inspiring. She originally worked as a forensic scientist, whilst also running a jewellery business and has been a hardworking high achiever her whole life, which is why she gets it. She knows the mental labour that women have to deal with, which is why she's on a mission to change that. I'm honestly so excited to share with you her wisdom and I'm actually kind of amazed that I bagged her as a guest because she's kind of a badass. <laughs> Welcome to the um, the Burnout Brigade. Hi Kendall. <laughs> Hi thank you so much what a lovely intro I feel like, like I'm gonna get a bit red now and get a bit embarrassed but oh thank you so much. So I really wanted to get you on here because uh, I really resonated with your story and I feel like um by sharing your story like you've obviously helped a lot of other women um can you um tell me uh, in your own experiences what were your experiences of burnout that led you to do your mindful gardening business so um I as as you rightly said I was a forensic scientist and went into the industry in the peak of um you know the crash so jobs were very scarce And the industry itself anyway is really demanding and really hard to get jobs in. But I managed to bag one um, and basically worked my butt off like I have done in everything, you know, that I've ever done. School, everything. I've always like put my all into it Um, and absolutely loved it. But over time, the industry changed a lot and it made it um, quite difficult to to get ahead, basically. So um, I 
there was still that thing of like, obviously I wanted to progress as I think many of us do. Mm. And so I was in my head was like, right, well, if I do all the things, then I'm going to be first in line when, when a, you know, a space opens up in the, in the rung above me in the career ladder, if you will. Yeah. Um, but just for various reasons that that kind of didn't really happen in the way that I hoped it to, I had hoped to progress kind of along the, um, the science side, but as it turned out, um, basically there was a lot of, uh, redundancies in the industry. So that was kind of never really going to happen for me. So I started to work in, um, quality management, uh, side of it, but I never actually got rid of the, my original job. I just kind of added these extra responsibilities on. And it was almost like my bosses could see that I was capable. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of being like, do you know what? We're going to really protect this girl and look after her and make sure we get the most out of her. We're going to get her to do all this extra stuff. Yeah, it's like a jackpot situation. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's difficult. It was a small company that I worked for. Um, I was willing because I thought it helped me get ahead. Mm. Um, and in the end, all that happened was that I, 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 I nearly burnt out. I was an utter mess. I um, could hardly sleep. Um, I would come home crying quite hysterically, you know, of an evening to my husband because I'd had this all this built up stress in me during the day. And then I'd get home and I would just burst into tears. And my husband would say to me, what on earth is happening? What's the matter? And Mm. I wouldn't even really know. I couldn't even really tell him because I was even though I was clearly so stressed and overworked, I was quite oblivious to the whole thing, because when I look back now, having done a lot of therapy and work on myself Mm -hmm. I am very aware of my emotions now whereas back in the day I just used to kind of bury them so I didn't really have Mm -hmm. to deal with them and that I think was why I worked so much because I don't want to have to deal with those emotions and I knew that the minute I kind of stopped those emotions would come up and I'd have to deal with them so I just kind of filled all my time with work so I didn't really have to um to to do that and obviously that was good for my employers they they were happy because I was working all the time but ultimately you know your body eventually your body and your mind eventually will tell you no sorry you can't keep doing (laughs) the emotions are going to come out somehow and 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 it tends to be when you hit burnout as I'm sure you know in quite dramatic fashion or it certainly was for me um so yeah I finally uh kind of realized what was going on and um ended up putting a few boundaries in place with work when they sort Mm -hmm. of asked me to take on yet another project I'd say do you know what no uh or not no but I can do that but I've got all of these other things to do first or or I'd say to them you know what what's the priority here you're asking me to do this but I've already got more than full-time workload what what's your priority Mm -hmm. what would you choose and kind of put it back the ball back in their court which I think they were a bit shocked by because I'd always just been a yes person um but I had to do it for my sanity I just I just had to would you describe yourself like in that period like do you think that there was like an element of like people pleasing of just being like yes I can do that yes I can do that I'm I'm the every man (laughs) yeah because I think um I think that I mean I I think you're a similar age to me I think our generation is Mm is kind of conditioned to, to people please and yeah. um, especially as women as well you know Not making a we're fuss. conditioned to, to keep ourselves small um to to do whatever 
society wants for us to do and when I was younger I was actually very opinionated very loud and it got people's backs up I'm not gonna lie you know Mm. I I tended to be very marmite so people I people either loved me or hated me and I actually didn't really mind that but you know I think loved ones and parents were sort of like concerned that I you know was falling out with people and kind of encouraged me to toe the middle line of the middle ground a little bit and actually that's when I look back that's actually one of my big regrets that I actually listened because I think that that kind of a took took the shine off of my personality um Mm -hmm. but it also really dented my self-esteem as well because I I kind of ended up telling myself that I wasn't good enough yeah Um, as I was the person the opinionated you know person with that was full of life wasn't good enough she had to kind of stay in her box and keep her opinions to herself for fear of upsetting people and you know I'm not I'm not saying that you know I was a horrible person I I wasn't at all but I did have you know I and I do still have strong opinions on things um but I think society doesn't like women to have opinions does it really true yeah I found that in my experience as well like you touched upon uh not feeling good enough and and that's kind of like it ties into the whole overworking thing in that you use the achievements the small wins to kind of prop yourself up and you think oh actually I'm, I'm doing pretty okay I'm, I'm actually pretty good but then I think that the problem is which I, I know that you've spoken about in your content is that you then end up having the guilt for when you do try and relax because you have this uncomfortable feeling of like oh I'm not doing anything so I've got nothing to feel good about um would you say that that's like a problem that you've had with like your clients is that a, a common theme guilt in your in oh. the work that you do that's that's the overwhelming uh, theme I would say um you know I sort of and, and for myself initially obviously I've, I've worked a lot on that but definitely with my clients you know they say oh you know I do really want to but I just you know I've got all this these responsibilities I've got to do work I've got to look after the kids da, 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 and they're putting themselves right at the bottom of the list mm. and then if they do manage to carve out some time for themselves to get out in the garden and you know find a little bit of calm and a bit of headspace as you described earlier about with your broad beans like you say immediately there's this oh I shouldn't be doing this you know Mm. oh there's still the there's still the dinner to cook there's still um you know so and so school clothes to iron or whatever you know there's always the point is though right there's always going to be something else to do there's yeah. always going to be something else to do. So I work with my clients a lot on, um, don't know if you've heard that analogy of rubber and glass balls. No, I've not heard that. So basically you categorize everything in your life. You don't need to write it down. You can just do it, you know, in your head. But yeah. you categorize everything as either a rubber or a glass ball. So mm-hmm. something that's a glass ball is like something that has to happen. So for example, work, oh. you know, most people have to earn money, right? Mm-hmm. Or it might be something that's like, I don't know, you've got to play pay for little Johnny's school trip like tomorrow. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. like you're gonna be like in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but rubber balls are things like um does it really matter if you leave cleaning the bathroom for another day probably absolutely not, yeah to be honest you know so you kind of categorize things and personally for me um I used to very much treat my own well-being and time for me as a as a rubber ball and therefore it would constantly be dropped mm. so obviously if you drop a rubber ball it bounces nothing bad happens right yeah. um but now I very much view it as a glass ball um and i.e it can't be dropped because if it gets dropped 
it's going to break and I'm going to break. And let's face it, everyone that relies on me is going to break. My husband, my daughter, my mum, my dad, my brother, my family, you know, that, that you know, that rely on me and my friends for, mm. for various things. If, if I if I break, everybody breaks in some you know way. Actually, that reminds me, there's a great quote on your website that I wanted to read to you. Um, women have so much power to help grow and raise other women simply by taking care of themselves first. So I feel like that really ties into what you're saying, because it's like, I feel like, I mean, anecdotally as a woman, I feel like it very much is like, oh, I'll squeeze whatever time I have left and then put myself in that box. But like you said, there's always something new to do. So the thing is like, if you have like an hour slot, you think, well, I could get ahead on tomorrow. I could put some washing on. I could do X. I could do like send some emails. I could do some, some business stuff. So I do think that, that you're right in that, in that women kind of make themselves smaller and they think, oh, I'll just, I'll put myself last. And I think yeah. also that can create a lot of resentment around the things that you're doing. Cause you just think, oh. God, I'm always doing everything. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm keeping everything together. Yeah. Um, Especially when you become a mother as well, you yeah. know, because not only are you thinking about yourself and, you know, partner, if you've got a partner and the house and friends and everything, but you've also got this like tiny person that relies on you as well. And yeah. um, you're so right. You know, people, many of my clients will squeeze if, if they're lucky, squeeze some time in for themselves at the end of the day. But most of the time they're exhausted by the end mm. of the day. So I very much encourage my clients if they can to take that time for themselves early in the day or, or like at lunchtime. So it actually happens because mm-hmm. otherwise it gets to, you know, everything's done and the children are in bed and dinner's cooked and whatever. And then you just flop on the sofa. You're not going to have the energy to go and do something then. So um, I really advocate to get, get, get that time in for you even if it's just five minutes at the start of the day um and 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 then that's going to carry you through the rest of the day and and by the time you get to the evening that resentment that you Mm. mentioned is going to be far less because you've had that time for you yeah and that makes it a nicer makes you a nicer person to be around yeah um it makes it a nicer environment in the home um you know with with partners and children and whoever else lives with you um because you're not there like slamming doors and being generally a bit pissed off because you're feeling really overwhelmed and like you get no time for you because you've made that a priority at the start of the day with so with gardening I you've mentioned as well before that gardening is really good for people that can't meditate or don't find like yoga like beneficial or really struggle with the kind of typical like quote unquote like mindful activities Mm. um like why do you think that is like why do you think especially for you in your own story like how did you come to gardening so for me I came to gardening because you're gonna laugh because I I moved into a house with a garden so it just became (laughs) another thing on my to-do list basically um I was like oh god well someone's got to do the garden and my husband wasn't interested at all so I thought well I better do it yeah um but I very quickly realized that that actually was the only time my brain was quiet when I was weeding or sowing some seeds yeah you know the rest of the time whatever else I was doing I was constantly thinking ahead Mm -hmm. thinking like oh you know must remember to buy that when I go to the shop or or must remember to email that person back at work but when I was in, in the garden, I could really completely switch off, off my brain, you know, and I, I talk a lot about um, the flow state. So mm. I'm sure if anyone listening's practiced yoga, you will have heard of this, but the flow state really is, and meditation as well. Um, I love that. Really is, 
I love that. Like I I read a book, um, I think it was called Ikigai. I I don't know if I'm butchering Mm. the pronunciation and it's like a Japanese philosophy and they mentioned the flow state and um, it's like, cause I, I obviously started gardening since, you know, I had that conversation with you last year and I, I had your box and like, it's like time disappears and I'm another person where I really, I really struggle to meditate and stuff like that. And I used to exercise a lot and then lockdown happened and I just was like, mm. you know, it's not the same. So I think that gardening really does have that beneficial, like you're, and also you're still doing something. So even if you struggle with productivity guilt, mm. you're like, well, I'm still doing something. So yeah. actually you're kind of sneaking in that, that kind of like mindful, like activity in there as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, for me, I really, view the flow state as as that state and you know you, you'll probably find it happens with a few things I find it with ironing actually weird, oh, really <laughs> um as well but it's when you're so engrossed in a task that time just kind of seems to slow mm. um and you know before you know it an hour's passed and you've been out there having a lovely time and it feels like it's only been 10 minutes mm-hmm. um you know there's there's real benefits to um to getting into that flow state you know mood boost um so many different things that you can uh that can help you um things like for me when I've been in the garden I get this real sense of clarity so if I'm ever feeling stuck on like a creative project Mm -hmm. I will go and get in the garden and do some mindful gardening because that is when I get my best creative ideas Mm -hmm. it's almost like you've got that space in your head then for those ideas to pop in yeah um things like well stress any kind of worries that you've got and self-doubt kind of almost fit, like are in the background rather than being at the forefront of our minds which mm. it so often is uh, they're actually kind of taking a back seat and obviously whilst you're doing it you're feeling good but the nice thing about it when you've got in that flow straight through mindful gardening is you get that lasting sense of happiness and fulfillment and if you if you practice mindful gardening every day, like I encourage my clients to, then that happiness and fulfillment only builds on mm. every every day until the 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 point where that you get to where you know you you are generally living a much happier life. You're much calmer as a person because you're not feeling like a a pot ready to explode. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and generally, um, you know, you're, you're nicer to be around and that makes it, it makes life easier. It greases the wheels, you know, yeah, and you're, you're doing something like you said, that's for you. Um, <clears throat> but it's also productive, you know, you're growing food for your family, you're growing lovely flowers to mm-hmm. bring in the house and bring a little bit of joy and, and color inside or to give to friends, which, you know, as we know, um, gifting things to people is such a wonderful feeling isn't it mm, definitely having a bag of potatoes well. so, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 loads of courgettes for me always oh really <laughs> yeah they're like don't give me any more bloody courgettes <laughs> well I always make I always sow way too many seeds and then I just have far too many growing, but, um, but yeah there we go <laughs> what would you say for women who are having the problem where they want to start uh, making time for themselves maybe you know they've come to a stage where they're like Do you know what there is actually something wrong and um, I think when you you come to this realization um, in your own life, it's like overworking becomes your identity and becoming mm-hmm. a high achiever. It, yeah. in, it intrinsically becomes part of who you are. And it's really hard to like separate that because then if you aren't constantly working, you're not then, oh, she's, you know, she's the one that's doing X, Y, and Z. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, how did yeah, you find absolutely. that that kind of like transition in your own experiences 
like how did you become like like you said you were like high achieving you know really opinionated really loud and then and then now you're doing something completely different was it quite hard Mm. turning like turning your back on on everything that you knew yeah really hard so for me the big the big kind of I mean I obviously already gardened mindfully for me but the point where I was like I need to do I need to help other women learn to do this for for them and for 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 society and for future generations of women was when I was pregnant yeah um and it's really funny you say that there it's being so linked to your personality you know yeah the overworking being so linked to your personality because for me I um I went on maternity leave Mm -hmm. and I hysterically cried because I was like and I actually said I don't know who uh, there's an old Instagram post on my Instagram you scroll way back you'll find it yeah and I've said I don't know who I am anymore yeah because my career and my work was everything in my life literally everything like I had a wonderful husband I had I have a beautiful home beautiful friends wonderful friends and family so supportive and yeah I couldn't see that they that was important because because I think society and and my you know not when I say my upbringing I don't mean my parents necessarily but like the schools I went to were very high performing schools so it was kind of drilled into me that like unless I achieved um and and was successful and I'm doing air quotes there (laughs) um you know in in the ways that they determined then I wasn't really achieving and I think for me I've really rewritten Mm. um my view of success now and it was having my daughter because um it scared the life out of me when I was like I I genuinely felt so lost because you have to rest so Um, much you just you have to like let you have to let nature do its thing you can't yeah absolutely (laughs) And, and, and 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 you know and I did take to motherhood very well and I you know I love I love being a mum. I was quite scared that I wasn't gonna gonna adapt because it was so different to everything that um, that I'd done previously. You know, a baby wasn't gonna like sit in a nice Excel spreadsheet, for example. (laughs) Um, So I, you know, that did really scare me, and it and it made me reevaluate everything, and it made me think, um, you know, I need I need to do something different. I need to. I need to make a change for her and for for future generations of of women Mm. um and it was scary you know I'd worked really hard I'd studied for years um in that in that very niche industry um and you know worked my way up to be very successful and to then suddenly move away from that was really scary and it took me a really long time so that was my daughter's three now so that was end of 2018 I kind of started adventures with flowers Mm -hmm. um and then I didn't leave my forensics job until um September 2020 so it was like two years before I kind of had the confidence in myself Mm -hmm. you know um to kind of some somebody once told me that they liken the uh the regular income of a um of a corporate job yeah. to uh, they call it corporate crack basically <laughs> because you're just so used to it because it is it is yeah. scary to then go to that self-employed um income that is more fluctuating mm-hmm. and you know ultimately if I don't get out of bed and do the work every day yeah um you know it then then money doesn't come in the door um so there's then a whole nother thing there of like and and I definitely and I'm sure you you know this as well then there was that tendency when I was then self-employed to just do loads of work yes I was I was literally about to ask you 
put the rest on the back burner because you know oh you've got to make the money if I don't do the work because it's all on me um but I very quickly realized what I was doing again and kind of dialed dialed myself back so how do you like now in your in your current self-employed job how do you not get burnt out because you're from speaking to you you're clearly obviously very ambitious you know Mm -hmm. you know what you're talking about and you have a mission that you really believe in so how do you have to stop yourself um when when you feel like oh I could do more I could just open up my laptop like do you have any like internal signs that you you maybe like could recommend yeah, I think for me, I have quite a strict rule. I for, for years, when I used to work in forensics and run the jewellery business, I would work all day full time mm. and then I'd come home and work evenings and weekends as well. So I have this real aversion to working like weekends. So I don't work on a weekend. Ever. I'm smiling because I know. <laughs> I yeah. literally am the same. <laughs> yeah. So I think when you have been in that Um, And I don't really like working evenings, but I understand that obviously many of the women that I work with either have got kids or working full time. So I have to be a little bit flexible. But Mm -hmm. what I will make sure is that if I'm working all evening, I will take a good chunk of time for myself in the day to rest and do whatever I want to do. Um, And I think it's about being aware of it. For Mm -hmm. me, I can always tell if I am starting to get like on the cusp of doing too much. I'm snappy with my partner. I've got very little patience with my little girl. Um, mm. I'm going on my phone a lot, scrolling on Instagram. Really? I find you know myself, yeah, I going didn't on think there. that, but that is a really good sign, actually. Yeah, for me, it's like I'm I'm trying to numb out. Yeah, and, you know, not really, and then just kind of like get some relaxation quickly. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Things like feeling really. Um, like I guess uninspired that sounds like a bit crap but like if I'm trying to do something creative and mm. I and it just won't come it's invariably because I'm just trying to do too much yeah. um but I think it's really important this is why I talk so much to my clients about noticing your feelings and I know for many people that's really scary but I think um that you, your feelings are such a brilliant indicator of uh you know thing when things aren't right and then of course when things are right um and when I talk about my feelings I'm not just talking about up here I'm talking about in my whole body you know mm-hmm. um so for a very long time uh I when I was really bad I had really bad stomach problems oh really so yeah so really bad stomach problems to the point where I kept going to the doctor saying look I think there's something going on like I don't know if I've got IBS what's going on and they were just like you know didn't have a bloody clue yeah um so luckily since I kind of first became aware of worked out then that it was stress Mm. um but now I don't ever really let my get let myself get to that stage if I get to the bad stomach stuff then I'm really in in a pickle again Mm -hmm. um but I have kind of more early warning signs that I can take a notice of and generally it's yeah if I'm feeling kind of just like you know wound up almost like a Mm. like a tightly coiled spring I can feel it in myself you know Mm -hmm. um and that's a sure sign for me to to get outside um and and you know do do a bit of something out there rather than keep plugging on with whatever the thing is I have to do um and I think in terms of um setting tasks and goals for myself I still uh will uh, will plan to do way more in a day than is actually physically achievable yeah a hundred percent but it's you know that's a learned skill isn't it it's it's Mm. something that you can't just you can't go from overworking yourself or working yourself into the ground one day to the next day being like 
you know, super yeah, chilled and having everything sorted. You know, it's it's decades of unlearning. You know, I'm yeah. 35 and I've probably been working in this way for since I was probably, I don't know, five, ten, yeah. maybe. Like I don't know. You have to be really like patient and really gentle with yourself, I think, because yeah. even learning that you're overworking, it can be really like, okay, right, I'm gonna stop this now. And then it becomes another thing that you just you just feel guilty about and that you just think oh, I'm just not, I'm thinking about work or, you know, I'm opening my laptop when I shouldn't be. But I think you're right. It does take a long time and it's really a muscle that you have to strengthen. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you've learned it for such a long time, it takes a long time to unlearn it. Yeah. Um, what would you say for women who, you know, maybe they have obstacles in that gardening seems like such a big gargantuan task that they think, oh God, I can't, that can't possibly be another thing that I need to do um, mm. and to schedule. Yeah. I I get that I absolutely get that because that's how I went into it my -hmm. first thing would be if you want to if you want to learn to garden for your well-being there's a huge mindset change that needs to happen and that is not to view your garden as a thing to be done yeah but to actually go out into your garden and be Mm -hmm. um and it can be really overwhelming when you go out there and think, oh my God, there's so many things that need my attention. My advice would be just to pick one small area. So let's just say you want to grow some veggies, right? Yeah. Find the area in your garden, just one bit of the border, if you've got borders, um, and that gets the most sun because most veggies are going to want a nice lot of sun. Start really small, just focus on that one area um you know weed it do whatever needs to be done sow your seeds or if you don't want to sow seeds you can buy plants don't feel that you have to do things in certain ways that you read in books you know sowing seeds is quite labor intensive and if you don't want to do that then don't do it you know go and buy plug plants from um from your local garden center and plant them you'll get just as much enjoyment and you know it's less labor intensive Mm -hmm. Or if you want to sow seeds and give that a go, then absolutely crack on. Like I love sowing seeds and I love, like you said, the the kind of green shoots coming up out the ground. Yes. So so exciting. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I get it. It can feel really, really overwhelming. I also, um, make a point of, uh, making a plan on a Sunday night. So I will plan for the week what I'm going to be doing in um in my garden like every day that week and some days because what I'll do is I'll look at what I've got on in that week and and I know that some days I'll only manage sort of five or ten minutes in the garden so I will choose a mindful gardening activity that's only five or ten minutes long Mm -hmm. um and then on some of the days where I know I've got a bit more time I'll choose a slightly longer mindful gardening activity um and and fit those in you've got a mindful planner coming out haven't you like yeah what can that help with because I think it ties into the whole like it's overwhelming because I once you sent me the the board brains I was like you know what I'm going to get into this this is going to be my new thing and I put a book Mm -hmm. and uh and I have it set out in months and uh it tells you what to sew what to do and there were some months I just looked at it and I just thought oh my god that's going to take me like you know two whole weekends to do and Mm -hmm. you know what what can like be helpful for that and what what do you have like in your planner that can be really helpful for that so in my planner, there's it's similar. It's set out in months. So there's there's a each month has a set selection of mindful gardening activities, and they are set out in in the amount of time that it's going to take you to achieve, basically. So there's five minute activities, mm-hmm. there's twenty minute activities, and then there's sixty minute activities, which for you you might choose to do on a weekend, depending on how busy your job is. Yeah. Um. Or you might think, you know, I'd like a nice long lunch break, and I'm going to do it then. Um. So 
it very much is kind of set out with the intention that you're busy mm-hmm. and you need to fit this into your day. Um, also within the planner, there is um, seeds to be sown each month. So it's really clear about what seeds you can sow that month. And then there's also daily pages as well, mm-hmm. um, which will encourage you to choose your mindful gardening activity. And I will be encouraging whoever, you know, the people that buy the planner, I will be encouraging them to plan on a Sunday night. So plan their week out mm-hmm. um, as I will be doing. We can all do it together. Um and decide what you're going to do each day. So um, there's a section in the daily uh, page, which is for a brain download, which is basically just write down everything that's in your head. And that, this doesn't have to be to do with gardening. It just be life stuff. Like it must maybe like, I don't know, school photo day or um, I don't know, call plumber or whatever. Just write it down in there and get it out of your head at the start of the day. And then um, the next thing will be is to decide when, what is going on in your day so there is um a time blocking section so it's basically your day marked out in hour blocks Mm -hmm. so if you've got a work meeting you'll write that in there if you've got to go and pick the kids up from school you'll write that in there if you and you will decide by looking at that um which mindful gardening activity uh or when you're going to do your mindful gardening activity and you'll write that in say at lunchtime so then before you come to do your mindful gardening activity you will write uh notice on a scale of one to ten how you're feeling so um you know if you're feeling kind of quite stressed because you've had quite a stressful morning mm-hmm. your, your mood might be like a three like not not feeling great um then you will do the mindful gardening activity and you'll also notice um what senses you're engaging whilst you're doing the activity and you'll note them down and then afterwards you'll be encouraged to um notice what uh how you're feeling out of 10 then so you'll try and notice whether if your mood has shifted yeah and this really is with a view for you at the end of the month you will be able to review all the mindful gardening activities you've done that month and decide which ones kind of helped you move the needle the furthest oh that's brilliant which ones you'll then maybe want to take on into next month if if they can be taken into next month Mm -hmm. um so yeah so it's kind of it's kind of I guess like having me in your pocket amazing encouraging you and obviously um I'll be interacting with everybody that buys a planner on my social media encouraging everybody to get kind of planning on a Sunday um to get their their garden growing but in a way that actually helps them rather than making them feel overwhelmed and stressed out I like that you mentioned like previously when we chatted about it uh the batch batching tasks because I feel like you know the whole purpose of this is to help busy women so I think that that is is really important to to maximize their time and like you said do it in a lunch break rather than do it over like a weekend and think oh my god I've got so much other stuff to do because I think it does then fuel into the kind of the guilt thing so um so when when can people buy this planner from you so um, I'm doing pre-orders and I need to hit 300 pre-orders in order to make it happen. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. <laughs> I'm going to give it my all. Nice. Um, so that is launching on the 18th of October. Brilliant. So the idea is their pre-orders are going to be open for a week for people mm-hmm. to pre-order. And as long as we hit our um, 300 
target Mm -hmm. I can tell the printers to get printing and then hopefully the planners will be delivered to you kind of end of November Mm -hmm. excuse me but obviously that the planner will start from January so it will be kind of for 2022 but you know there's no reason you couldn't flick ahead to the December bit and have a little look at the mindful gardening activities and give some of them a go um so yeah so I'm I'm really excited about it I just want to make it simple like for me um it's taken me a long time it's taken me many years to kind of come up with a system that works for me and my life yeah um you know I've I I I do work not as much as I used to but Mm -hmm. I still do work fair amount and I've got a little girl as well yeah um and you know all the usual life chores that you know you have to do and I want to see friends and stuff as well yeah of course um and you know do do other things for me like I love to read um so I need to, and I love doing like, you know, other self-development stuff as well. So uh, I, re- it really helps me to have, to, to, to kind of schedule that all in. And to mm. what I really want with the planner is for people to be able to just be like, right, you know, I just want to flick to February. It's February this month. I want to flick to February. Like, right, I've got five minutes. That's the, that's the task I'm going to do. And they can just get out and do it without having to think, oh crap like what should I be doing in the garden today you know I've got I've got half an hour what can I do and then by the time you've decided what you're going to do most of the time's gone I like Um, that everything's all in one place because like for me personally I have uh, a feelings planner like a bullet journal where I do all of my like you know like self-esteem work and affirmations and whatnot and then I have like uh, more of an official like worky planner which is like Mm. meetings I've got a Trello board. I've got my gardening oh, wow. book. Like mm. I love that it's all in one place. So you've kind of got your organization, your well-being, and like kind of like your activity stuff in one area. So you don't have to be like flipping through a hundred books. Yeah, um, that's the thing. And for me, like I I was the same. I had lots of different planners for lots of different things. And then the one that I wanted would be elsewhere. And, and it just used to drive me nuts. So um, yeah, so my idea is that this is kind of a one-stop shop and it will help you organize like work, life, and your garden mm. and really kind of hold your hand through getting started in your garden as well. So so you keep going with it because yeah. ultimately the last thing I want is for somebody to start trying start their garden and then get overwhelmed by it and stop because that's what happens to a lot of people that speak Mm. to me you know they're like oh I tried but then this happened and I just kind of lost it I felt like it was me and that is you know ultimately we're working in collaboration with mother nature right Mm. and we can't control her um I think we've got a lot to learn from her you know in in the way that she's so bold and just does whatever the hell she does um sometimes frustratingly I will agree but yeah I think um I think ultimately it's so easy isn't it to just blame yourself when something doesn't work out and just Absolutely. be like oh, yeah you know it's my fault that uh, that thing didn't happen and actually do you know what this year especially has been such a difficult growing season yeah. even for people that have been growing for years like I reckon my garden was a good two or three weeks behind mm. um anything I've ever done before so my harvests were just like when I was away on holiday which was so frustrating um but you know it is what it is and I think there are wonderful lessons that that gardening can teach us definitely um but we just need to give it a chance and give ourselves a chance uh and to you know just to to slow down a little bit and to really learn learn those lessons and learn from from our gardens Mm -hmm. and um and really kind of tune in to to ourselves as well so amazing I I'm I honestly feel like I need to I, I need to um 
get billed for this afterwards because I feel like I've got so much from it oh, I feel like you. <laughs> you need to send me an invoice <laughs> um but thank you so much for being on the burnout brigade like I am chuffed a bit and you know I think that my listeners are going to really love what you have to say because it actually is so common and it's not just me and you it's you know everyone is going through this but no one talks about it so I'm so happy that you know you're able to pass that that kind of knowledge on and your experiences um where can people um find you online where can people come find you so I mainly hang out on Instagram where I'm Kendall Marie Platt is my handle Mm -hmm. um or my website is adventureswithflowers.com brilliant well thank you so much well thank you for having me (laughs) and uh take care bye bye